Y'all, this is one of the craziest social media accounts that I follow. Stunts, cars, helicopters. But these videos are what did me in. Go in and get me a Diet Coke while I'm pumping gas, please. Go in and get me a Diet Whoa, Coke. What? what? Go in and get me a Diet Coke while bro, I'm pumping gas. Are you bugging, bro? Yes, go Can get I me. Can I get something? I guess. One thing. Oh, no, I threw No, nope. one thing. You know the vibes, bro. I'm not sure I have seen anyone who has as much fun as this dude and his awesome family. The cool thing about this show is that you get to reach out to people who you're curious about and find out who they really are. In this conversation with Whiskey Biz, you're going to hear the guy behind the skits, his unconventional approach to content, and why we should never lose sight of having a really good time. It will change overnight if you, if you do that. So what was that's, on that short list besides showing yourself? All right, let me uh, hold on. Y'all lean in. Y'all lean in. This is probably one of my most powerful ones that's underrated. I always am working on this stuff. Always, mm -hmm. and it don't, and it comes to light on your phone w one day. It looks, you know what I mean. It looks like you have no idea how long I've been putting putting it in. This shit Preach. is not luck. Bryce, thanks for joining us today. Heck yeah, we're, I'm excited to be here. Are you wanting to be a comedian? Can we just start there? Because I assumed you were. Like, where's this stuff coming no, from? No, dude. I, so I really, man, all I want to do is make people smile. I, I don't want to work a real job ever <laughs> anymore. And I want to make people smile. That's that's my that's my two goals. To be a, I, I don't really want to be a comedian or anything. I just like to have some fun. You know, if I see, if I, I like to kind of tell stories my way and I see things that are funny and, and then just make them bigger, you know, exaggerate them a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to predict that this is going to be something in your future. This is going to grow and develop. Were you kind of shocked when the whole teenager thing like popped off? Like what have you, how have you handled that? The teenager thing has, has definitely changed things. Some of my earlier like side-by-side -side, like kind of stunt videos really kind of put me on but yeah it, i never expected that and what's really wild is i did a, a teenager one a long time ago it's probably been two or three years ago early on in my tiktok stuff i did a uh, teenager goes to sky zone or or trampoline park or something like that okay. and, and 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 it did really well back then and the, and here's another thing so i actually don't have a teenager the, the i was gonna kid, say you have a little daughter like a little yeah girl. i have a six-year-old monster yeah she's her name's rory she's my whole world but the, the the teenager character is based off of a friend's son his name's cash great kid but he just <laughs> says so much of the most annoying ridiculous things i can't like i can't keep my shit together most time like talking to him you know <laughs> But anyways, Cash, he'll text me and stuff, the stuff I need to say. But yeah, I, I did the original years ago teenager video with Cash. He was at the trampoline park with me, which was why like, I saw how posted? he acted. Oh, yeah, it's still on there. I got to scroll on that. Yeah. I mean, spoiler, but we're, we're going to redo it because back then I didn't do the, you know, I didn't have the bangs and the Bass Pro hat and uh, like 30, <laughs> 30, 30 bracelets on, you know, all the stupid crap they do. I wasn't doing all that. I just did it on the fly. It was just me and him. I said, hey, record me. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to act like you. You act like an idiot in here. And that's and that's what I did. I just acted exactly like he did. Oh, man. It's it's so good. We'll link up everything in the show notes. But then, like I mentioned, I, I dug in and found out that you are a business owner and you own, I want to say three. Is it three businesses? Yeah. So I was a full-time millwright for 15 years. And I was a in what? the process. A mill what? A, a millwright. So it's basically kind of like a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. We do... I. I'm a certified crane operator. I'm a NCC, what is it? NCCCO, I believe it's called. National, regardless. Certified rigger, 
crane operator. I can operate pretty much anything with wheels on a construction site. But I was in the process of becoming um, partial owner of that company whenever I ended up leaving. But yeah, I, I'm 33% owner in a machine shop with my two brothers. I still own the LLC, but I just recently sold my party bus company. I owned a party oh, bus company. Oh, you did sell it. Yeah, so we sold it. It's actually still in my family. I sold it to my uncle. He was helping me because my social media stuff was taken off and I couldn't keep up with everything. And wow. he he had been running it for me basically for about a year. And I just called him one day and I said, hey, man, I'm going to end up selling the company. I just can't keep up with it. And he was like, just give me a little bit of time. I'll buy it. So he ended up buying it from me. Works out awesome because I, I can still use the buses. Uh, it still has whiskey business on it. It's, it's great. It, it was a really smooth transition. So pretty much right now I have going full time is my the social, the social media stuff, you know, all the merch and the machine shop. Those are the two that I'm still still a part of. I do have a promotions company and a real estate company as well where Dang, I'm, I'm Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on, man. I'm really big in physical assets that I can touch. Yeah. You know, I don't know about crypto. I don't know about stocks. I don't know I'm working with my hands. You know, if I can build it, if I can touch it, I can make it worth money. I know that it's worth something. I can you know, I can hold on to it. So I'm, I like real estate and investing in companies, you know, like like buying a party bus, for example. I know if I buy that thing for twenty or thirty thousand dollars, I can make you know two thousand dollars a week off of it just by renting it out and stuff. So I like physical assets. Where, where do you think that came from? Is were you raised around that world or what? It one hundred percent came from my dad. Yeah. So my dad was a union electrician. My parents split when I was about 14, 13, 14 years old. My mom was a teacher. She kept she went and pers kept pursuing that. She teacher principal you know, worked her way up and retired now. But my dad, he always, he always had a hustle going and it was always yeah. blue collar related. While he was a union electrician, he was doing HVAC at night. He, he was, he had a snow plow that he put on front of his truck. I remember riding all the time with him plowing snow. The dude just always had that grind, that, that, that work ethic, you know, and it's in, it's, it's in all of my family. Uh, my uncles are the same way. My grandpa, you know, he's, he's older generation. So there wasn't so much of like six sor in sources of income then, Yeah. but yeah. he had one or two, you know, he was, he was a truck driver. He drove a, a cement yeah. truck and then farmed, you know, on, on the yep. side. So it, it really was something I was born, born into, you know, I love the, the work ethic piece to it. My, my dad was blue collar too. He, my entire life installed security alarms for businesses and, and yep. so forth. And he was the hardest, is the hardest working man I've ever met in my entire life. And to this day, if everybody's laying around, something needs to get done, he gets up and does it, just does yep. it. And there's a, this morning I was listening to Ed Milet. I don't know if you know him, a podcaster, but they were talking about the capacity to hold so much stuff on your plate as a business owner and how his philosophy Ed Milet's philosophy is that being able to hold a lot of stuff on your plate actually fuels and adds to your capacity to be a husband and a father and a friend because you're used to weight you're used to carrying stuff and yep. I thought that was a really interesting perspective and I know you love the hell out of your family your wife's involved in your business too how are you able to hold everything on your plate and give some to them too at the end of the day well it's not always easy it really Dude, isn't I, I would be the line yeah. if i said uh, if i said it was it is a struggle it's one that we still battle there's yeah. nothing else i'd rather do you know I, anytime my wife ever asked me like what we did on my birthday we went to we on my birthday this like perfect example my, on my last birthday, we went to our, our lake house. We got these little jars of like this strawberry moonshine that you get at like the gas station and set on our 
on our do- on our dock and just drank those. And my my daughter, she played and colored and you know sat yeah. right there. That was a that's a perfect day for me to do nothing. Really? You know, like just to be with them and talk with them and hang out with them. You know, that's. But, but so. as a business owner, isn't it your mind just kind of going, going, going? I mean, how do you turn that it, off? It, it does, and I think it do, it never turns off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I had a I had a girl come up to me at this last event and was asking me kind of how I come up with the, the the ideas on the videos and stuff. And I pulled my phone out and I have a, a running notes that I just never quit adding to, and that's yeah, the mind keeps running. Uh, I just key it in my notes, and whenever whenever it's time to go again, I'm ready. You know, I've got I've got ideas and uh, a plan and stuff like that. You know, so it never shuts off, but that's like. Uh, Family time, like that's all I want to do. Like if if I could do one thing the rest of my life, it would just be hang out with them. That's it. How did you meet your wife? We met. It's been about fourteen, almost fifteen years ago. We we. You were young then, because you're only thirty, yeah. aren't you, or 31 thirty one or something? I'm thirty three. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We've been met her when you were a kid. Yeah, forever. Yeah. <laughs> so we she was she went to school about 15, 20 minutes away from me, and they're. There, she was a basketball player, and they came to our school. I wasn't. I was kind of like punk. I, I raced motocross. You know, I wasn't a team sport person. You know, at all. Yeah. And I watched her play basketball, and I thought, I thought, you know, I'm like, dang, I, you know, I drink her bathwater. You know, I was, I was into her. And so, so anyway, she, she was leaving the game, and I was like, I'm gonna go talk to her. Well, I walk up, and of course, she's got her boyfriend with her, and I'm like, oh, oh shit, yeah. you know. So I, you know, I bitched out. And I didn't say anything. Well, I added her on Facebook, and it was probably I don't know, maybe a year later or something like that. We we kind of DM'd back and forth a couple times. Nothing nothing really awesome to talk about or anything. Just kind of small talk. And then one one night, she was actually in my town at a at a party and texted me and was I don't know wasn't having a good time or whatever and said, Hey, are, are you in town? I'm like, Yeah. She's Do you know where this is? And I'm like, Yeah. She's like, Can you come pick me up? Let's hang out. And I'm like, All right, bet. Dang. Yeah. So, and ever since then, we've been together. Yeah, I was I was living in a single wide trailer back then. She was she was working at Red Lobster, going to Mizzou. She was waitress, and uh, yeah, she ended up transferring schools to be closer to me, and been together ever since. Love it. Yeah. And what's both of your visions from here? I mean, I know the social things kind of. I, I know you've been doing it for a while, but kind of taking it off and taking in probably a little bit of a new direction with some of the comedy stuff and everything. Has your vision shifted and changed, or how do y'all roll with vision with so many you know, moving parts? You know, I. We don't really have a clear vision other than just like we just want to have fun and every day. That's it. Like we work together right right now. She's sitting ten feet away from me doing her thing with the merch, you know, working on orders and stuff. That's all. That's all we want to do. Work together. Be ha- like whatever makes us happy. That's what we want to do. And, and it's as far as the comedy stuff goes, it's a part of me, right? The side by side stuff is a part of me. My business, like entrepreneur stuff, that's a part of me. I don't want to. I know I'm fully aware that if I was to go and just really niche my channels, I could probably blow them up a lot bigger, a lot faster. But I don't, that's not really who I am, you know? I'm not just a comedian every single day. Some days I'm a yeah. builder, some days I'm, I'm, I'm cracking jokes, some, whatever. So I, I like just being me, you know, doing a little bit of everything. So, okay, Bryce, listen. I respect the hell out of that. I think that's really cool mentality, and it sounds super, like, that sounds sexy. You know what I mean? Like, just do you, have fun, enjoy yeah. your life. But I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, I want to be that way so bad because I love having fun. I, I love my family, et cetera, et cetera. There's something inside of me. It's so hard not to 
get into this weird grind kind of mode of dissatisfaction, I think would be a great word. And some of that's good because you think when you're dissatisfied, it pushes you towards something. But then it also too can rob you from sitting on your front porch with the strawberry whiskey with your daughter playing. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. I know a lot of people listen to this show. We're driven. We're driven for something more because a lot of us didn't grow up with a lot. And so we're wanting to improve it. Is this something that just we're luck, you know, you you got lucky and this is your philosophy on life? Or has there been a way for you to kind of cultivate that? Any tips you have there? Give us the, give us the meaning of life, dude. Come on. 1030 (laughs) a.m. Damn, man. That's a tough one there. Holy shit. That's tough. Like, do you recognize that in yourself at all? That kind of that dissatisfaction of like, I got to grow. I got to get this bigger or no. I, you know, I do. I, I do recognize that, that it's, you know, like my, well, like my teenager would say, I'm built different kind of, you know, like I, like there is something different about me, but I don't know how I got it or where it came from or how it mm-hmm. keeps that fire keeps burning. You know, I can't really yeah. explain that. It just happens. It's, it's just who I am. I, you know, yeah. I really don't know. I do know that just me seeing what my family did, you know, as a kid has probably everything to do with it. You know, I would imagine it would be something your family did? like, like just being hard workers, you know, just sun yeah. up, sun down. That, that's how they worked. You know, I remember, I remember sitting at my grandma's house and, you know, my uncles were there, my dad, my grandpa, everybody just sweaty, nasty eating, you know, at the, at the table, yeah. you know, I just, that's, I just, that's what I remember seeing. I remember seeing my dad come home just super dirty covered in grease and stuff and and then get on the lawnmower and mow all night long until it was dark you know and 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 then being mad that like man i didn't get it all done it's gonna look like crap and you know like just the i remember seeing that and i imagine it would be like lebron james kids playing basketball because that's what they saw their dad do you know they saw him in the gym all the time so of course they're gonna be basketball players you know uh it's the same kind of concept i guess in my eyes i can't really explain exactly how it happened that's just kind of my guess do you see that in your daughter now is she kind of a get dirty worker girl so she... it's crazy she's <laughs> she's the exact opposite of me uh i was just thinking that is, the secret is to grow up in that and now you're saying no <laughs> she is the so like she's girly girly man she loves yeah. dance she loves art um yeah. you know she likes music she loves all that type of like artsy stuff which i do have that side of me right like all of our merchant stuff like we design me and my wife like there's definitely an art art side of a lot of the stuff i've built you know as far as roll cages and even the concept of the of the videos you know there's an artistic side to all of it so i she definitely has that part of me but as far as like that grind she doesn't really have yet you know she (laughs) she might play in the dirt every so often or we got her a side by side last earlier this week or last week it was last week and I mean, she loves that thing. So maybe that's going to start bringing it out in her. I'm not sure, but she's she's definitely girly, girly, you know. Yeah. How do you? Uh, I'm just curious. From one parent to another, one of the things we wrestle with a lot is figuring out how to nurture the God-given gift and personality and whatever they have, and just celebrating it. But also, too, like figuring out how do you. I don't know, like implant wisdom and kind of guide and steer it, man, because like there's one element where it's like, I want to honor who you are, but there's this other element. It's like, is that who you are? Are you just crazy? (laughs) You know what I mean? That's definitely a struggle we deal with literally every day. You know, the only thing I can, that I do is I think of the stuff where I screwed up as a kid, you know, and, and try and, oh yeah, you know what? She doesn't want to do that or she does want to do this, man. 
let her find out on her own, you know, kind of. But yeah. if it's something that's a little bit more major, you know, like right now, you know, like I said, she doesn't want to play any sports with a ball. That's me too. I don't like any sports with a ball. You know, I love UFC. I love motocross, anything racing, anything with an engine. I love that stuff. She's, you know, she's kind of like, she wants to do all the dance stuff. She doesn't want to, to do soccer or softball or any of that. But I'm like, right. you know, if I can, let me, let me persuade you just a little bit. Cause you might like it next year, the year after, you know, and, and you, yeah. the little bit of the experience will really help you out, you know? So, I mean, I push her a little bit, but for the most part, I let it go unless it's something, you know, kind of serious where it's like, hey, don't do that. You're going to, you know, end up with a concussion yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, just being able to see her parents be able to work together and build things and have fun, like you said, is just like the greatest gift that you can give her. And switching gears in our last couple minutes together, I told you before, the intention of this show is to really just cultivate a community of people going against the grain and saying, hey, it's completely cool if you don't look, act, speak role the way that the rest of the people in your industry do you have to be yourself and and show up fully as that because that's what people resonate with and i think you're an awesome example of that i don't know anything about your world with all the cars and all that stuff dude but like your content's so honest that i i find myself like watching it even if i don't fully understand that world just because i know you're showing up as you and it's just magnetic a lot of folks, man, whether it's the way we grew up or whatever, our personality, it's a little bit harder getting comfortable in your skin to show up that way and be confident in it. So mm-hmm. if you have any words of wisdom for folks listening who are like, man, I really want to lean into my thing, but whether it's pressure from family or my industry or whatever, I just don't feel comfortable doing that yet. I wish I could do it yeah. the way Bryce does it. What would you say to them? So some of my friends that I've helped grow their channels and, I, and i'm going to talk about it like as far as like growing a social media platform sure, um, sure. And, and and in this and i will i would say it applies to like business or anything really you have to figure that part out as far as like being yourself and being comfortable because like that's at the end of the day that's all that you have like that's only thing that you have that separates you from everybody else Preach. For, exa- for example the reason like if i go to a, an event i let's say i go to a, a car show or a side side event or whatever Whenever I post my video, it's going to get more traction than 99% of the other people that go there. And it's because I have the camera flipped towards me. I'm in there. It's my personality injected into it. It has my twist on it, literally, as far as me, who I am. That is the one thing. You, You have you, and I have my personality. You can't not have your personality in it. Expect people to fall in love with you and your channel and your brand. You know, they might like that one video. It might pop off one time. You know, your kid says something funny or I don't know, whatever. You know, those viral clips that go off that uh, nobody even knows who posted it. You might yeah. be able to get something like that. But the only way that you retain attention, you grow, and, and you turn uh, your brand into something is you have to inject yourself into it. That's priority number one. You have to put the camera on Preach. you. You have to. And to get that confidence is not easy. I can't tell you whenever I started out. And even still, I've, I've got so much shit in the drafts or so much stuff on my phone that I've never really? posted just because I'm like, you know, I don't know that it's comes across the way I want it to come across. Somebody might think about it like this or like that, you know, and the, the people that I've worked with to help grow their channels or their, their brand, it immediate, it will change overnight. If you, if you do that, I've got one just, it's a much smaller creator, but a friend of mine, he, he has not even broke a thousand views on, on TikTok, Okay. On one video. And I told, I gave him a very short list of things to do in his videos. And since he's been posting, since that day, he hasn't been under a thousand. So like we're 
in one day. You know, like let's say he walks around his car with a cool song. Or check out my car, man, and, and show them you. Say something that you think's funny about it. Say something that you like about it. Inject that in there. Somebody relates and you grow. That's all there is to it. Well, it's not all there is to it, but that's a big part of it. If you're not doing that, start doing that immediately. Talk to yourself in the shower. Record yourself talking. Try and carry on a conversation you know, with yourself. Do, do whatever, whatever weak link you have. You know what it is. Focus mm-hmm. on it. It's not easy. Work on it. That's, so that's, what was that's, on that short list besides showing yourself? Okay. Y'all lean in. Y'all lean in. This- uh, so first of all, you want to post when your audience looks at their, at their phones the most. Okay. So mine would be I would have something this time of year, Monday evenings and nights, Friday evenings, not Friday night, just Friday evenings, Sunday evenings and nights, you know, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. If you look at, look at, like, my audience would be, like, blue-collar boys and girls is how I would look yeah. at them. Yeah. They're working, they're normal, you know, I don't know, 5 to 5, five six, you know, 6 to 3, whatever. Don't be posting during that time. They're not going to see it. That's one of the big things there. But does it matter, like, if they can see it later? Like, are you trying to get in their feed where it pops up? You want to hit their, f- yeah, so you want to hit their feed when most of your audience is watching the reason is is just for the algorithm like if it if the video takes off like quicker it's going to be pushed better they could definitely watch it later you're but those people they're coming to it regardless if they're going to watch it later they're coming to it regardless you want to hit those people that maybe they're your follower but they don't type in you know whiskey biz every day and and got into the the search bar so that Um, first push is really important super important at one point it was the first 30 minutes on tiktok specifically where they kind of judge the engagement on it. I don't know what it is now, but but I still use that like kind of rule of thumb when I'm posting. If you are going to go during the day, like for me personally, I would go like at lunchtime because like noon, one o'clock, that's when, you know, blue collar guys and girls are taking lunch. But you want to hit a view is technically six seconds long. So give them all you got in the first six seconds. If you're starting to grow your channel, grab them. Don't be, don't be one of those. I, I don't recommend being one of those obnoxious like you know people those people annoy me like they do they do but i try try to use the word you try to use something that grabs them get their attention you are not going to believe this have you seen this look like i just did one it didn't do really well but one i posted yesterday i'm lucky to be alive you know put that on there like put something on there that they're going to look at and go oh shit and then Mm -hmm. you catch them for six seconds that's a view three to five hashtags no more no less tag few people in the post definitely don't tag bigger creators looks like you're trying to reach on latch on to them right. don't do that right. post post with accounts that are about the size of you under 100k stuff like that i mean i've got lots of things like that try try to avoid cussing avoid dangerous stuff one of the biggest things so this is one thing this is probably one of my most powerful ones that's underrated comment something nice funny or unique if you can do all of them do it on videos that you actually like of creators that are similar to you if they're not similar to you it's just so, so good something that is that you like to watch there's a reason that you like them for me i like i like mr beast i don't like all of his like antics and stuff one of my favorite youtubers is reckless ben i would comment like on reckless ben videos something funny something unique something whatever and that would be good for me you know what i mean people are gonna go i like that like i love reckless ben i like this guy because he commented something on there that's unique and and that will bring traction to your account as well so where did YouTube, you learn that from? That's so interesting. After my, you know, social media stuff kind of took off, I've, I obsess over things. It's kind of how I got here, to be honest, and and how I got really anywhere with business or anything. I I, when I get into something, I really obsess over it, and I don't quit until mm-hmm. I'm there. Whether it's running, I wanted a party bus company, for example. 
people, everybody I t- talk to about, so absolutely no way is any gonna anybody gonna pay one hundred twenty dollars an hour, one hundred fifty dollars an hour to ride on a bus. I'm like, mm. not a normal bus, but the one that I'm gonna build, they will, you know. So I built it. Guess what? I bu- yeah. I ended up building a bigger one later that people were paying me two hundred twenty dollars an hour to ride on yeah. because the one fifty was no problem. And so and then I had two of those. I had a limo and I had a, the the two hundred twenty an hour bus, making. I don't know. Wow. We could make eight thousand dollars on a weekend, no problem. Wow. So, yeah. So it's just like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I get on these. I get on these little tangents and stuff. But I obsess over something. I bring yeah. it to life, and then just and then just put salt in the wound and grind it for all it's worth. And then I move to the next thing, kind of. So you, when you were studying the growing your social and your channel and all that, you came across this concept and idea. And I really like it, but there's kind of a dual thing there. I know there's a strategy behind it, but I think there's also, too, a energy you're putting out in the world when you take time out of your day to acknowledge somebody else and, like, pour mm-hmm. into other creators. So I think there's kind of that element, too, to it. But the tactical side to it, like, is that just, like, a trial and error thing? Like, that's I – haven't, I haven't heard anyone say yeah. that. That's very interesting. Yeah, so there there is a reason for it. I've just – I guess where I, kind of where I was going with that. Like, since my social media and stuff's kind of taken off – other creators have reached out to me and I, I talk with them and we help each yeah. other. And, you know, I've noticed whenever I do this and I notice whenever I do that. And, and so we just really kind of share like our, not even really secrets, but just the, the in, information we've learned, you know, like just taking notes on what videos did what and, and why yeah. and why we think they did that. And we just share them around. One other thing too, that I wanted to put to add was it says on here lastly, but obviously the most important is make good shit. That's just Come all there on. is to it. You have to, you know, I get it wears me out when people I can't get my account to grow blah 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 and then you look at it and it was like because there was absolutely zero effort into that video zero yeah I spend months on some of mine you know really? my loop video three months is what it took to put that together you know and wow. and, and yeah. I'm always and that's the thing that people don't quite get I always am working on this stuff always mm-hmm. and it don't and it comes to light on your phone w- one day it looks, you know what I mean? It looks like you have no idea how long I've been putting putting it in. This shit Preach. is not luck. It is a matter of a lot of hard work. And then these other little tips and stuff, that's just to help my odds, you know? Yeah. Dude, so, I, you know, we're wrapping up right here. But the yeah. the consistency piece, there's another friction point. I'm a huge Gary Vee fan. Like, I love Gary. I call him Uncle G. Yep. Like, yeah. love the man. But you know the whole concept. And it's true of just, like, outwork, put more effort in, like, production but as i've been leveling up my content and trying to become a better storyteller and all that stuff like it's getting longer and your girl don't got a team you know what i mean like i'm the editor i'm the girl on the camera i'm everything so it's getting longer how long things take and so there's this tension between you know putting out content versus also making good shit like you said and making sure that it's valuable how do you wrestle with that like if one has to give whether it's putting something out or sacrificing the quality, which one do you make the trade on? I have to go with quality. I completely yeah. understand. And I, and I agree with what Gary's talking about. hundred yeah. percent kind of goes yeah. into the niche thing. I know that if I post teenage vid- videos every single day, uh, every other day, it, it, they'd probably all break a million or two or 3 million. I think my lowest yeah. one's like 2.5 million. Like yeah. they would, there's no question, but I'm going to, I will sacrifice that to be, to, to, to do the whole reason I'm doing this is because I'm having fun with it and because I like right. it. I understand that the numbers could grow if I did that. And the numbers would probably grow if I just threw something up every single day. But what I like to see, what 
some of my most favorite creators that I watch, I'll wait a month for a banger. I will. You know what I mean? And so I try to look at it the same way with my people. I do try. I, I try to post three times a week. And I always have at least one, I mean, banger where I'm where I've invested a lot of money into always going in the background. So sometimes I'll leak leak a little hints and stuff or sometimes I don't like the loop. I didn't show it to anybody. I have some subscribers that on my cars going like this. Yeah. That That was wild. Yeah. Yeah, So that 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 one, I completely kept it secret other than about 300 of my subscribers. And other than that, kept it a secret and and then launched it, you know, so, but in between I'm doing all my other like smaller stuff, you know, stuff yeah, that yeah. like I can put together in a day or two or whatever. Yeah. So that's I, what you I, mean by the money going in is the cost it takes to build something like that and to do it. Yeah. That's so. about, yeah. You know, like that loot video, that was, there's probably not including the side by side. There's probably $30,000 in that video. And then the side by side alone is another 20. Y'all, I got to level the hell up. <laughs> I don't spend no money on my world. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. Listen, this is this is what I got from this conversation with you. I could talk to you for a lot longer, but I want to honor the time I asked you for. I heard you say over and over and over again, it's so refreshing, to freaking enjoy, have fun, yep. breathe life into it, your content, your work, like what else are we doing here if we're not enjoying it? And again, that's easier said than done, but it's a very really profound thing to wrap our heads around and remind ourselves of. So I have a final question that I ask all my guests, but before yeah. then, where can people connect with you online and what would you like to direct them to? Anything Whiskey Biz, I've pretty much got all the names. On Instagram, I, I, I does have three Zs. I can't, for whatever reason, they won't sell me the original Whiskey Biz name whiskeybizswag.com is our website with all of our merch and yeah that's i mean we're whiskey biz on everything and my wife is boss whiskey biz on everything yeah i think that's pretty much it i love it dude i love it i think you're freaking hilarious you're bringing a lot of joy into this household so thanks for coming on very last question there's a quote written on my wall that says the things that made you weird as a kid make you great today so if we're looking back at baby bros running around in this world with dad working real hard your mom being a teacher living the life if that you could identify something really weird about mm. that little boy back then that you now know makes you great today what is it oh man that's a tough one i don't know i, de- I know i definitely did a lot of weird stuff i was i was definitely you know that little that little kid running around no shoes on outside you know playing fishing riding rollerblades and bicycles that you know that that was probably i was just uh, i did a lot of like little daredevil little stunt stuff you know as a kid building little makeshift ramps and jumping them and crashing them. That's why my teeth are the way they are is because when I was a kid, I knocked out my front teeth and, you know, we didn't have a ton of money when I was a kid. So we, they did the best they could to kind of fix them. And anyways, when I finally got a little bit of money, I was like, I'm going to fix these bad boys right. So I, I went and got my veneers and stuff done. But I would say... Yeah, just being a little daredevil, man. Like, I was, I was a little little wild child. Love it, love it. Bryce, thanks for coming on today. This is awesome. Heck yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs>